everybody, and welcome back to our very second episode of And Now Our Watch Begins. Ryan Kirkus. That's, that's me. Hello. Oh, and I'm Dakota Lovins. So yeah, everybody get ready. Get your Hawaiian punch, your submarine sandwiches, because this podcast starts now. All right. Uh, today we're, we're going to be talking about the first season of Barry, which concluded uh, just about a week ago. Uh, eight episodes on HBO. Bill Hader stars in it. Really good, strong first season, yeah, I'd say. good stuff. I was a big fan. Yeah, but before we get into that, we're just going to do a quick recap of our last podcast, because if there's one thing we've learned, it's that a two-hour podcast needs a recap. <laughs> it, yeah, a quick one, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd say it went pretty well, other than the length. Yeah, and the summary ran long, but it was fun. <laughs> the summary was like an hour and 45 minutes. We basically just went through the entire movie yeah. exactly as it was. We should, like, contact... It was the, the Russo brothers directed it. We should offer to do commentary for the DVD. Let's, let's do <laughs> for, it. Like, the Blu-ray release. Yeah, we'll have, they'll have, like, a special... A commentary special. special yep. <laughs> uh, we got some, some pretty fabulous reviews. We had... Something like forty listens on SoundCloud. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was surprised. And then That's more than I we put it on thought. iTunes too. I don't know how many people listen to it on iTunes, but we got three five star reviews out of three. Ooh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, one person said this podcast is funny and in depth. Ryan and Dakota have a really good natural chemistry that leads to lots of funny asides. This is really good. That is. Yeah. That was uh, that was from me. And oh. then <laughs> then we had one. <laughs> this one is from our good buddy Jack Wampler. Friend of the podcast. Jay yeah, Jay Womp. He says, Thanos is shaking in his boots. Truly amazing content. Never seen better editing and better in-depth analysis. And then a really long blank and then insert intelligent commentary. <laughs> mm. You know, do you think we could do that? Do you think we could just like blank out the podcast <laughs> yeah. and say insert? Okay, we should do that from now on. But yeah, thank you, Jack. We appreciate the kind words. We'd love to have you on. Probably not. No, no, I don't think he's right for us. But you know, you can you can be like a behind the scenes yeah. kind of guy. Keep like those you, good reviews coming. You know, <laughs> and then this last one, this podcast about Infinity War is so fun. I was laughing the whole time, and though it's pretty long, I was never bored. I'm also told they will be cutting down their future podcasts. Okay. Uh, also, Dakota Lovin seems really sexy. IDK, if that's me. All in all, a wonderful and very charming podcast. And that's from me. That's that's from Ryan. Uh, yeah, so we got some some roaring reviews on that one. Ryan, yeah. let me let me ask you a question. What do you think you're best at in the world? In the world? Mm-hmm. What do you think you're you're best at? Pac-Man. Do you like Pac-Man? I do. I do That's like awesome. Pac-Man. The big thing in Barry is doing what you like versus doing what you're good at. It really is. Killing people or acting. I, mean, I can <laughs> really relate case. to that because Pac-Man, while I am very good at it, it takes me to a dark place. <laughs> I mean, you've seen it. Luckily, we've got this podcast because we are good at it. We love it. So It's, it's fun. I enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. All right. So now we're going to be uh, jumping into Barry Season 1. Um, of course, spoilers to come for the entire uh, eight-episode run of the show. So if you have not watched Barry, uh, go listen to our Infinity War podcast again. <laughs> and if you haven't seen Infinity War, then that's all right. We told you the whole movie. Yeah. So. <clears throat> uh, so Barry... Um, is about Bill Hader. He plays a soldier who got back from Afghanistan before the show began and has now become a sort of a hitman. Yeah. Um, his boss, who organizes all of the hits, was a friend of his father, so he's like an uncle figure. His name is Fuchs, also notable for playing Charles Boyle's dad in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's right. Go Boyle Boys! <laughs> love the Boyle Boys. You gotta love the Boyle Boys. Do you think this is the same universe as Brooklyn Nine-Nine and that's actually Charles Boyle's dad? Oh, I'd say for sure. I Absolutely. think he definitely has a dark side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sneaks off for a little weekend. I think Boyle's gonna come in the next yeah. season. Uh, yeah, so Fuchs helps uh, organize the hits for Barry to put on. Uh, the opening scene of the series is is Barry. He just killed somebody in a hotel room, and he's about to leave, um, but he forgets his keys, and so he's, like, patting down himself to look for the keys, which is kind of just, like, a a fun way to start the series, I thought. Yeah, that's kind of the the tone of yeah. a lot of the show. It's not a show about, like, it's not, it doesn't, like, make light of death or make light no. of those situations. It's, like, very much, like, even though there's these crazy things going on, it's the, like, little ordinary moments that yeah, are the Yeah, it makes show. it, like, kind of real. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's, like... Like, this guy's 
he's a murderer. Yeah, but as, he's as also much as we love like guy. a show like Parks and Rec or something, like those characters just like yeah. aren't very real. They're they're just they're like, ridiculous. Yeah, they're, 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 they're very silly. They're but, funny, but in yeah. this show, it's like there's over the top performances mm-hmm. um, and characters, but they're like very real kinds of people. I'd say. Yeah, I would agree. So with that's that. just like how the the show starts. They go down to sunny uh, Los Angeles, as Fuchs puts it, mm-hmm. for a new hit um, where they meet uh, the Chechen. The Chechen mob, Goron, and my man, Noho Hank. I love Noho Hank. Hank's the best. Uh, when we get to winners and losers, I think we're going to be talking yeah. about him for a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's for sure. Noho Hank is so, so funny. Completely bald. The actor has alopecia, so he actually can't grow any hair. Um, so he's got no eyebrows, like no hair, nothing. Yeah, no eyelashes. It's a little spooky. But he's so kinda. funny. He's like super polite. Like he'd be better <laughs> in like a like a hotel service industry. I feel like, but they throw him in the Chechen mob. <laughs> He's instead, a Chechen monster. That's that's one of the like more silly aspects yeah. of the show. And Barry, it made when it really Barry funny. first gets to the Chechen house. Hank is like walking them in, and he's like, "Could I get you a juice box? Maybe some Hawaiian <laughs> punch, a submarine sandwich." And he's he's a funny guy. He's very polite, very nice guy. Um, so uh, Barry is tasked with killing a man named Ryan Madison because Goron, the Chechen mob boss, his wife has been sleeping with Ryan Madison. Uh, Ryan works at a gym and goes to an acting class, and he's been, quote-unquote, training Goran's wife at the gym. Um, If you know what I mean. And we do know what he means, because Hank shows a video of it. That's right. Hank shows very, like, a 30-second-long video of Goran's wife having sex with Ryan, as Goran is right there, (laughs) because he wants to give Barry the full picture. Um, So Barry is tasked with killing Ryan which sets off a string of events that leads to Barry joining the acting class, headed up by Gene Cousineau, portrayed by <laughs> the, the Fonz. That's <laughs> also, right. Also, uh, Mr. Mr. John Ralphio Saperstein. <laughs> no, no, no. What's Dr. Saperstein. Yeah, what's his first name? Do we ever know, find actually. out? I, I don't know. What he's also in Arrested Development. He plays the lawyer. Yeah. Um, he's very good. He was really good. He did a great job. <laughs> He's very funny. Yeah. Uh, that's the acting class teacher, Sally, his love interest, who I didn't like. I she was really self absorbed. Yeah, she's just super mean to Barry. Like, in the end, I was upset because, yeah. I mean, I didn't want them together because she was a bitch, mm-hmm. but that's all right. <laughs> I mean, whatever. You do you, Barry. Um, so we'll get more into that. Uh, so he joins the acting class. Meanwhile, Detective uh, Janice Moss is investigating the murder of Ryan Madison. Um, she goes to the acting class to investigate where Jean Cousineau takes a liking to her and, uh, romance <laughs> blossoms <laughs> before our eyes. Explodes more like. <laughs> there was one scene. I, I wonder, he, uh, the Fonz must be Henry Winkler. Fun fact about him real quick. He goes to Emerson College, which is where I go. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he doesn't go there now. Well, he, he graduated. He went there. Sure. He went there. Right. Um, <laughs> but Henry Winkler... Must be like what, like seventy years old, sixty-seven. Yeah, I'd I say put her like late like sixties, fifty-two. Yeah, so she he's probably like twenty years older than her. I was rewatching some episodes today, and there's one episode where he's like, <laughs> I'm "I am forty-seven yeah. years old, <laughs> and I know well enough when something is good, and this is good, Janice." So he tries to pass himself as forty-seven, but a romance blossoms there. Um, Janice is convinced that somebody from the acting class is involved, but doesn't have the proof to pin it on Barry, who's very good at covering things up. He's got it's a lot of experience job. in it. Yeah. Um, but Barry, uh, who is, his name's Barry Berkman, but at the behest of Ryan Madison, before Ryan gets killed in the first episode, changes his name to Barry Block. Uh, to use that as his stage name because mm-hmm. <laughs> Barry I, Block yeah, doesn't have a lot of no, it. No, it really doesn't. He took it's advice terrible. from the first person he met in Los Angeles who was also completely and, wasted, and, and who he was supposed to yeah, kill. Yeah, and also someone he was going to kill, yeah. Not, not a great He was like, you should idea. change your name to Barry Block, and he was like, yes. <laughs> but his real <laughs> name's right Barry on. Berkman. He changes it to Barry Block. Um, him and Sally have a little bit of a romance going on. He makes a Facebook, connects with his buddy Chris from back in Afghanistan, um, and one night Barry and Sally have a falling out because Sally's agent dropped her. Sally's agent made a pass on her. Um and she and then, shot him down. Yeah, she said no. And then he tried to pass it off as a joke. And then she went to our audition, and he had, like, apparently called in and canceled mm-hmm. the audition and then said that he didn't represent her. So it was a dick move. Um, but much. Sally's upset about that, takes it out on Barry, who tried to buy her a laptop. It's like, they've slept together one time and yeah, like, not and even been like, on a date. Was... And he brought a laptop to give her as a gift, and she freaked out at him. 
Um, so he gets really drunk that night, invites his buddy Chris to the party. Chris brings two other Afghanistan uh, Marines, Taylor and Vaughn, who are just like classic meatheads. And Taylor figures out that Barry's a hitman from how nice of a car that he drives, tries to get in on the thing that's going on, um, which Barry does not like. Fuchs tells him, tells Barry that he has to kill him, but Barry refuses to do it because he's trying to... Barry's really trying hard to get out. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to be killing anymore. He's, no. He's trying... He really likes acting. He's trying to get away from the mob and everything, but he keeps getting pulled back in. Yeah, he really loves acting, and he's so bad at it. He's terrible. <laughs> he's so bad at acting. Yeah. One of my favorite moments in the whole, whole uh, show is throughout the eight episodes, Barry will have periodic... Um, not flashbacks. They're like daydreams. Daydreams, yeah. yeah like about fantasies. his life with Sally, yeah. essentially, where he dreams. He's basically just dreaming of a normal life. Like he dreams of her, her and him, like going grocery shopping, yep. or like and later on having him kids. telling his kid, yeah. like his kid telling his kid not to fight at school, like very normal things. Yeah. My favorite one is in the last episode, um, or no, the second to last episode. He has just killed Chris, which is really the first like innocent man that he's killed. Yeah, that was um, a that was a like dark moment. Yeah, we'll talk about the build up to that. Yeah. We'll talk about that scene a lot. But Barry like constantly tells himself, "I'm not a bad person because I'm being ordered to kill these people. I don't really have a choice, and the people that I'm killing are bad. Like they're drug dealers. They're bad people." Yeah, Chris is the first one who's not a bad person, but Barry kills him basically for self preservance. Um, mm-hmm. and he's pretty like messed up after that. And in the car after he has his last daydream of the season, and it's of him. Uh, Gene Cousineau's class has a big like Shakespeare performance as their uh, like end of year showcase thing, and Barry's got one line in it, and his last daydream is him going on stage and delivering that line like very poorly, <laughs> yeah, before like walking back off the stage very uncomfortably, <laughs> and then that's like Barry's daydream of acting. Yeah, it was that's pretty his great. best in his mind. That's as good as it gets. As he like walks out, and he's like, "My lord, the queen is dead." And then he like stares yeah. for a second and then, and then slowly stumbles, <laughs> slowly out, like stumbles, like groping the wall to find the door out is <laughs> that, pretty great. That's his like as good as it gets in yeah. Barry's imagination for how acting is going to go, but he loves it so much. Um, but uh, Fuchs has been like taken captive by the Chechens at one point, and he talks his way out of it by saying Barry will kill some Bolivians that they have a rivalry with. Taylor works his way into the hit on the Bolivians. Um, and also brings Chris in without telling Barry and Chris doesn't know. Yeah. And Vaughn who we don't like, we see Vaughn like twice. Yeah. Um, but he picks up a Barry and hasn't told Chris really what it is. Chris just thinks that they are going to have to like scare some people and Barry's freaking out and he tries to save Chris. He's like, Chris, open the door, get out of the car. But Chris is like, I'm not soft, man. He like laughs it off. Um, and then they try to just rush the Bolivians as the plane for the leader is landing. And they like see the car from in the distance and just shoot at them. And so it didn't go well. Taylor and Vaughn die instantly. Chris and Barry manage to get away, but as they escape, Chris has to kill somebody to save Barry's life. And we find out that even though Chris was in the Marines, he was never like in the field. He was in like logistics and tech and stuff. So that's the first person he's ever killed. And he uh, tells Barry that he's going to tell the police. Um, and Barry kills him really rough moment there. Um, but Barry, like just through a crazy chain of events where just the right things happening at the right time, like somehow Ryan Madison's book ends up at Taylor's apartment. And so they think Taylor and Ryan are the ones who were working with the, the mob bosses and the Chechens to start a war with the Bolivians. Um, so Barry gets away with it. And then about halfway through the final episode, we just like cut to black for a really long time, like five seconds. And then we open on like this really beautiful lake and Barry's in a hammock with Sally. And I thought when I saw it that it was like another daydream. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, It really did. They shot it in the same way. Mm -hmm. It's It's just like a lot brighter. Yeah. A lot happier. It's a whole different tone. Yeah. You just immediately, it seems like it's not real. Um, Turns out it's a time jump. Barry and Sally have started dating. They're on the hammock relaxing and practicing for a play that they're going to do for Gene Cousineau's acting class. Um, they're at Gene's lake cabin and Janice shows up because her and Gene are together now and they have like a really nice night together, a nice dinner. But, uh, throughout the proceedings of the evening, Janice finds out that, um, 
at in the very first episode, Barry gave a mo- what Gene thought was a monologue mm-hmm. uh, to get into the acting class, but was really just Barry like telling the truth about how he got back from Afghanistan and kills people, and that's all he's good at. Um, Janice hears that, makes the connection, goes and finds Barry's Facebook and sees that he's friends with Chris, who has pictures of Vaughn on his Facebook, realizes what's going on. Barry goes out and pleads with her to not do this in another really, like, very sad moment. Yeah. Um, but she is going to arrest him, and then Barry presumably placed a gun there in preparation for this to happen and shoots and kills Janice and then goes and lays down in his bed and says that starting now he's going to be different, which is something that he said, like, three times in that episode. Yeah, the, the he kept last being episode. Like, I'm not going to kill anymore starting now. And then it ends with him saying that, but it gets cut off before he gets to the end, kind of like implying that he'll never really be able to escape. Yeah. And on that dark note, that's the end of our podcast. That's it for us. That's it. We're out. (laughs) Yeah. See you next week. Um, But yeah, man, a crazy season. Not really. It's like not really even a comedy. No, it had (laughs) funny moments, but it's very, it's, it's very story driven. And something it's, that I think is really cool is that even like Bill Hader is the, the headline. Yeah. Man. He's like not funny. He no, doesn't have funny things. He just had like the, his, the eyebrows is what yeah. gets me when he like raises when he, them up. <laughs> he gets his big eyes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's big bug eyes. <laughs> yep. The bug eyes. Um, is, uh, but yeah, mo- the only like really funny things he does is when he's really just terrible at acting. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he's just a really sad, like depressed guy. The funny characters are Gene Cousineau, I'd say. Oh, yeah, for Hank. sure. Hank, Noho Hank, Hank is the funniest. But, man, pretty yeah. much all of the Chechens are just so incompetent and it's silly. It's pretty great, yeah. <laughs> they, like, they meet in Goron, the leader's boss. They meet in his garage because <laughs> his, he has young daughters, and they always, like, have friends over and are watching Jesse. So they have to meet in the garage, and there's, like, princess, like, play sets and things mm-hmm. around in the garage. One time they meet at his daughter's gymnastics place, like, as the gymnastics practice is happening in the background. They're just so inadequate. Yeah, the Chechen mob is just kind of always in disarray. <laughs> it's like they scrape together just yeah. just the lowest of the Chechens, like, and send them to Los Angeles. They're like, you guys go here, we'll see what happens. And in the first episode, one of the Chechens has a sniper and tries to kill Barry, but he can't load it. Like, he like, <laughs> has, like, 20 seconds to load it as Barry's walking towards him and is like, don't, don't try to shoot at me. Don't shoot at me, man. And he keeps trying to load his gun, but he can't figure it out, and then Barry shoots him. Yep. And then the next episode, Gorn is like, that was our best Chechen assassin. <laughs> he literally couldn't load his couldn't own gun. Couldn't even load his yeah. gun. Uh, the Chechens are really funny. Gene Cousineau's really funny, especially with Janice. Um, yeah. And then, like, the extras in the acting class who don't really have much to do. Yeah, they're, like, background guys. Are super bad <laughs> and don't know what's going on. Janet from The Good Place, shout out to her. Although she didn't really have very much to do this season. No, she didn't do a whole lot. She, she had a couple, like, small mm-hmm. parts in little story arcs. Yeah. But. but, yeah, they definitely don't have the comedy come from their big guy, Bill Hader, which is uh, an interesting... An interesting thing, especially because he created it, wrote it, directed oh, it. I, yeah, I didn't he know created that he the was show. A, I knew he was a writer. I didn't know he's he was... Ri- he writes a lot of it, yeah. and he directs some of the episodes. Wow. All right. Um, but really, yes, the opportunity to kind of like, portray his dramatic stuff, yeah. But, yeah, I've never seen him in anything like drama, really. I've just seen SNL for the most part. So this was this was a very different <laughs> different vibe it's from different Bill Hader. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... A tough season. We'll talk about a few scenes. First off, um, let's talk about that last scene with Janice, where Barry is forced to kill her. Mm-hmm. I think that show... Well, he's not forced to kill her. Yeah, he's definitely not forced to. In his to, own mind, he, but... he is forced to. Um, I think that show does a lot of... Really just like encapsulates what this, this show tries to do thematically. Um, because it's... This is a show about Barry trying to get away from this killing profession that's destroying him, that's really, really, like, eating him up on the inside, and he finally thinks that he's gotten to this place where he doesn't have to do something like that anymore. Yeah, he's happy. He's Mm -hmm. finally happy. And he tells Janice, um, pleading with her, he says, I'm a good person, I help people out, we want the same things, we want to be happy, we want love, we want a life, we're the same, um... And it's just like begging her not to make this happen to him, but she says no, she's a cop and he's a 
uh, murderer, and mm-hmm. um, Barry kills her. Yep. Yep, and that that was it. That's how it ended, pretty much. Yeah, that, that and was like, yeah, that that surprised me. I I didn't really know where they were gonna go with it, but then once they brought up that monologue from the very first episode when Barry was talking mm-hmm. about how yeah. he is a hitman, and the like, Bill Hader Barry got like a look in his oh, on yeah. his face. Barry, of, Barry was really yeah. struggling to keep it together at that dinner. Yeah, he definitely like he had some panic in his eyes, and I was like, oh, something's something's going down. But Moss like played it cool. She like yeah she she seemed like she didn't notice anything and then like like changed the subject mm -hmm. but like very clearly was like internally like panicking too but didn't show it on the outside like Barry did and was just waiting for her opportunity to go check yeah she she played it off very well Mm -hmm. um but yeah in a show about like where in a show where a lot of the the most dramatic scenes were the ones where the acting class was like doing their thing. Because the people in the acting class took it so seriously. Yeah. And a lot of the sillier scenes were when there was, like, actually, like, hits and stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, when Barry and Taylor raid the Bolivian stash house, and Taylor, like, charges in and yells, Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> they and just, then like, he silly runs stuff in like there, that. yeah. Um, that was one scene where, like, Barry had knitted throughout the season this, like, murder sweater, <laughs> I guess you could call it. Like, all this web and tangle of, like, lies to keep it so people wouldn't know who he really was. Oh, yeah. A nice, okay. warm murder sweater. When, when you put it that way, I <laughs> I thought I missed, like, a knitting scene or something. <laughs> I was just imagining a, like, specific sweater that he wore when he went out on his hits. Barry's second love is knitting. <laughs> <laughs> it's his escape. We don't see it a lot. Um, but his second love is knitting. Um, yeah, just... Yeah, a really good show. Really, yeah. like, unique. Very I, fun. I really liked it. I just stumbled upon it while I was watching Game of Thrones. I was rewatching really? that, and I kept seeing previews for this. And I was like, yeah, I'll check that out. And I ended up really liking it. Yeah, so. it's excellent. Yeah. Excellent show. Um, so that's just, like, a brief overview of what's going on. Now we'll get down to more of the bigger, bigger pieces with some big questions. Big ones. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right, first big question, and I think this is the biggest one: Is Barry redeemable? That is a Ooh, big question. That's tough. <laughs> he's very big, and I I want to say yes, but he's three times in two episodes. He's like starting now, and I feel like he's just going to end up keep getting pulled back into the cycle. He's going to keep killing people, and also, <laughs> I mean, he like he started off killing like bad guys as he put it like people who were in the mob people who would kill other people people who dealt drugs stuff like that but then once he killed chris his marine buddy at that point i like because chris chris didn't do anything wrong. no he didn't do anything wrong and he had a wife he had a kid Mm -hmm. like i think that's a really powerful scene too because in that scene chris at first comes in and is like I, I have to break Barry. I told my wife I was going to the gym yeah. and she knew something was up. Like I, if I go back and she sees me, like I, I'm not going to be able to keep it. I have to go to the police. If that means I do time, that's the way it is. And then like, Barry yells at well, him. Well, he, yeah, Barry. Well, first he's quiet. He's like, yeah. why did you say that, man? And then Chris keeps on talking and he's like, Just I was nice. never in this shit like you were. I'm not okay with killing people like you are. Which, like, we know Barry is, like, not okay. Yeah, like, he's it, definitely it's not, not good for Barry. okay with it. But we're, se- like, we're seeing that another person who put in Barry's situation, like, that's how Barry should have been reacting the whole season. Mm-hmm. The way Chris is reacting now after killing that one person. Like, Barry tries to say he's a good person. And I think that he does his best to be a good person. But there's, like, something to where if he, like, truly was, like, not a killer like, the way that he doesn't want to be, then the way Chris is reacting in this scene is the way Barry should have been. Yeah, like I'm, I would I agree can't, with that. Like, sobbing, like, I have to go to the police, like, I can't do this. And um, he, he should have done that, like, after the first murder, after Ryan Madison died. Oh, presumably, well, he didn't kill Ryan Madison. I know, but, but after he Presumably, died, he he's been doing this for several years. Yeah, for a while So, now. like, obviously, it's not all of his fault. Fuchs takes advantage of him a lot. And even though there's, like, clear love from Fuchs... Like, when he thinks Barry is dead at one point, he, like, sobs, throws the stuff off the table, yeah. takes advantage of him, 
and won't does his best to make sure that Barry isn't going to be able to leave this profession. Um, but Barry, like not all his fault. He got involved in something that he was like a tough situation for him because he was depressed after Afghanistan, didn't know what he was going to do with his life, was really good at killing, needed to make money. But at this point, it's just like, because he's, he's to Chris, he's like, why did you say that man? Chris keeps talking and then he yells it. He's like, why did you say that? And Chris like starts to realize what's going to happen. And he's like, tries to cover his tracks yeah, he's he like, says, no, I'm not going to go to the cops. Uh, I, I'm not going to go to the cops. I didn't tell my wife I was going to the gym. I told her I was coming to see you so that Barry will be like, oh, I can't kill him because his wife will know that yeah. he was with me last. But he's like, Chris is very clearly lying. It's like a 30-second scene that's just painfully long as Chris is like, I know you're a good guy, Barry. You're not going to do anything crazy. Just like pleading for his life. But essentially as soon as he said that he could do something to endanger Barry, um... Yeah, he Barry was gonna have just to be like killed. snapped. Yeah. yeah, which which is what makes him irredeemable. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he does it again with Moss, which is just so sad. Yeah, like, I I truly believe that Barry is not a bad guy. He's doing like terrible things, but I don't like. He's obviously not like. Yeah, there's no malice. For fun. Yeah, he's it. he's just yeah. like so desperate to have any like semblance of normality that when it feels like it's slipping away, he like panics and, and then and he, he does kills. the one thing he's good at. Yeah. There was one line in, in the very last scene when, uh, Janice is, is, has pulled the gun on him and they're walking back to the house and they get to the tree where before Barry went out, he like hung up a gun on this tree just in case, which like shows enough right there that if he was, if he like planned for the contingency that he might have to kill Janice when he went out there, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, but he says to Janice, he turns around one last time as he gets to the gun, he turns around and he says, can we please not do this please? And Janice looks at him and says, it's done. And as much as she's saying like, it's done that I have to take you in. Really? She's saying it's done. And that Barry is like, has to kill her now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really think about it that way, yeah. but it really does go both ways. Which is just sad. It's yeah. sad that it was Barry, a like, very dark ending. reached that point. Oh, yeah. It was super dark. Super dark. And and both episodes, like... Yeah, the last two the episodes last two of the both season were just, really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, funny moments sprinkled in there. Yeah, I mean, Hank came out on top, so that yeah. was nice, but... <laughs> Hank's ending is so good. Yeah. Hank... <laughs> Barry goes, because Fuchs has been kidnapped in the last episode by the Bolivians again, or by the Chechens again, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to kill Fuchs, but just before they do, Barry goes, kills all the Chechens, except for Hank and, like, a few others that were inside at the time, and Hank goes and joins up with the Bolivians, and he's talking to the Bolivian leader, who's a really nice guy, we find out. <laughs> Cristobal is a super nice guy who's, like, really into self-help books yep. and things like that. <laughs> The self-help books were so funny. <laughs> he goes, Hank goes to him, and they join forces with the Bolivians and the Chechens, and Hank is like, uh, I could order a submarine sandwich, I could get like a six-foot-long, we could have a party, and he's like, you're really polite, you know that? And Hank like looks back and smiles, <laughs> and he's like, this is going to be really nice. <laughs> and then he he like drinks a drink with like a, one of those little umbrellas. <laughs> yep. So it's everything's good for Hank. Yeah, and then he like tells all the mobsters behind him. He's like, they're short, but they're nice. Go mingle yeah. in in Russian or Chechen, whatever. They yeah, speak. whatever language they speak. Russianese. <laughs> but yeah, Hank's last Hank the last episode was super funny. Yeah, he was because great. going into the last episode, um, Hank Fuchs, they think that Barry's dead. And for some reason, Hank is really torn <laughs> up about it. Very broken Hank up. Hank is super sad about it. Um, but then he finds out, Fuchs goes to the, the Chechens because Barry tried to leave and like punched Fuchs in the face. And Fuchs goes to the Chechens to try to basically backstab Barry and mm-hmm. be like, if you let me go, I'll lead you to Barry. Um, because Barry's still alive. And when he says that, Hank goes, no way, Jose. <laughs> He's so happy. And then... Uh, Goron's planning to go attack the acting class and he's like if I was Barry I wouldn't go back to the acting class you know the song Fly Like an Eagle performed by Seal on the Space Jam soundtrack <laughs> well if I was Barry I would fly like an eagle <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gotta be my favorite <laughs> he's, character he's so funny yeah yeah. so Hank ends well Barry does not 
But do you think that next season there is a path where Barry can redeem himself? Or do you think he, he has reached a point where he himself cannot come back from? I... I want to say that he can, but I don't. I don't think so. I think he's beyond that point. This is the second time now that he's had to kill someone who he cared about, and well, not had to. That he has. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's it's just going to be downhill from there. Like he's going to get discovered because obviously there's going to be an, an investigation that follows the death of a detective. Yeah, that leads into our next big question: uh, where Where's the show going to go from here? Because they don't show Moss getting killed on camera. No, which don't. I think is like, I don't think it's like in any way intended to be like, oh, did he actually kill her? I think it's just like, can we show our main protagonist in the show killing like one of the other beloved characters on the show um, for self-preservation? Like, it's I don't think that they could show that. Just yeah. They didn't do it with Chris either. When Barry killed Chris, they, they didn't had, like, show that either. They had the gunshot, little blood splatter, but they didn't actually show they, like, Yeah, they yeah. didn't show him getting shot. They yeah. like showed the outside of the car instead from far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think I think it was very obvious when he said, okay, now, like starting now, that he had killed her. He wouldn't have yeah. said that oh, otherwise. He, yeah, like, he it, we we know she's dead. So there's like already questions like, one, what did he do with the body? Mm-hmm. Um, Probably in the river maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, even if he threw it in there, like the next morning they're going to wake up and Janice exactly. is going to be gone. And they're going to – people are like they're going to call the police. The police are going to come. They're going to search the lake. Because they're by a lake, um, yeah. I think so I think that's where it's headed. If he put his body, if he the put her body murder. there, then they're going to investigate that. If mm-hmm. he just left it, they're going to investigate that. And they're no matter what going to like find her with a gun, and they're going to find because she had one. Yeah. And they're going to find that her computer was by the docks, and the last thing that she Google searched was Barry Block on Facebook. Well, I mean, he could have gotten around some of that. He could have, you know. The gun, the computer and stuff, he could have destroyed those. Yeah, maybe, but, but we don't know. We don't know. We'll see. I, I definitely think that's that's where it's heading. Is like, I think, yeah, I think the, there's reason to believe that he might have because he's like, we see multiple times throughout the show that he's very good at like, he's cleaning very up the dirty work. He's yeah. like very experienced. He knows what he's doing. So it's certainly possible that he did, but this is a very different kind of killing than the other ones where he's mm-hmm. had to do those kind of things because this one is so personal. And also it's him, two other people and Janice like there he's going to be a prime suspect right off the bat yeah because he was one of the only people there with her so I don't know I, it's going to be a mystery kind of thing like the detectives are still going to be trying to find out who this murder was I don't know I don't know if it'll last that long you don't think so yeah I feel like something's I don't know I they can't they can't just do that would just be the same no they, they wouldn't do it like the whole season they can't do that they'll, they'll resolve but it at the somehow, same time but that's how it's going to start at least at the same time I don't like, I don't think that they can have Barry go to prison. No. Like, that would just totally ruin the status quo of the show. It would get rid of all the characters. I think he'll still be acting, too. Like, yeah. That's, that was... So, you know, I'm really interested to see, like, what their next move is. Because just to, like, have good storytelling, there's certain things that they can and can't do. And the logical things that they could do, like, Barry goes to prison, is, like, the most logical... Like, if this happened in real life, the most logical thing that would result from this is Barry going yeah, to prison. Yeah, it's true. They're, that's not going to happen. Because no one wants to watch yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm interested to see, like, what happens from now on. Yeah, so I think I. it'll... Excited for the next season. Um, talking about the next season still, what do you think Fuchs' role will be in the next season? Because the last we see of Fuchs, Barry takes him to the airport, gives him a grocery bag filled with... A, hundreds of thousands of dollars lots of money. so much money and just in like a like a Safeway grocery bag yep and drops Fuchs <laughs> off at the airport and then drives away sending Fuchs back to Cleveland Ohio um which is I feel very appropriate for a hometown for a man like that yeah he looks like a Clevelander yeah. for sure <laughs> you just you can just tell right away he's got that uh I his personality is uh it's gray it's a great personality. <laughs> it's a great personality. Yeah. Fuchs is a weird character because he like, I don't know. I it, I did not like Fuchs ever. Like I disliked oh, him the whole show. Oh, he's a terrible guy. He's the worst. He's, he's really an awful guy. Yeah. In the, in the Very first manipulative. episode. Yeah. Oh, he's super manipulative. And in the first episode, um, Barry is, Barry has just gone to the acting class for the first time 
And he goes to Fuchs afterwards, and he's like, you know how you and I talked about what my purpose might be? Well, I... Th- and then Fuchs is like, you think acting could be your purpose? And Barry's, like, really pumped up. Um, Fuchs is trying to talk him out of it. He says that uh, he thinks something less public, like less, like, showing your face could be good. He says, like, you should try painting. <laughs> Hitler and John Wayne Gacy both painted. <laughs> um, and then... Barry's like, no, I want to do acting. And he says, when you decided to do this for a living, you closed the door on doing anything else. You're a killer, Barry. You kill the bad guys. Stop thinking. Kill Ryan. This is what you do. This is all you do. Do you understand? Yeah, and he kind Not of just a very, keeps like, back fatherly to thing to say no. to somebody. For somebody who is, like, Barry's closest thing to a father figure. He's just a leech. He just yeah. stuck himself to Barry, and he's sucking out as much as he can. And he takes 50% of the profit. Yeah, well... It could be more. I think it's more. Yeah, based that's on, he says that he takes He it says it's 50, but, I mean, in that first episode, we see the car Barry gets. Like, Fuchs is like, <laughs> I hooked like you up with a really nice ride. And it's, <laughs> it's, some, like like, a, it's like a, a 98 Subaru. Yeah, it's like this really, <laughs> really old, old, just piece of crap. Really ugly color. And meanwhile, Fuchs is uh, hooked up in this really nice hotel room, mm-hmm. and, and Barry's in this crap. Even before one, that, like, um, when, Barry's in Cle- when he, Barry does his first job at the beginning of the first episode, goes back to his... Like, real apartment. Mm-hmm. Throughout the season, they're stationed in L.A. and they're living at a hotel. But Barry's real apartment back in Cleveland um, is really tiny, really crummy. Yeah. All that's in there is, like, a bed on the floor, um, his TV, and he's got a single Metallica poster. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> Barry's room. <laughs> yep. And Fuchs is, like, all, like, has so much money to do basically whatever he wants. Yeah, I definitely it. think he's taking more than more than half. Yeah, so I I don't see a way that Fuchs doesn't like. Obviously, he's going to come back next yeah. season. I maybe he'll come back as like the villain. What if he comes after Barry? I could see that. I don't happening. think Fuchs is a killer. Well, I if don't think Fuchs he's a killer, a killer either. He, but I think he'll hire a killer, yeah. <laughs> like because he did. What if like Fuchs came? I I wouldn't be. I don't know. I'm conflicted because Fuchs is definitely the kind of person who will do whatever in his best interest. Yeah. Like he tried to sell Barry out at the end, even though he like has a fondness for Barry. I think that's undeniable. Yeah. There, um, like there's something there. They least. have a very you and me kind of relationship. <laughs> <laughs> like kind of friends, kind of want to kill each other. Yeah. 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 I see where you're coming I from. I recognize hits for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe he comes back and like helps the police like, try to get buried that could be something it. like that yeah i don't know uh, I, I i don't know i'm interested to see how that plays out too. i think he could just be a, a puppet master kind of you know because that's what he was with barry but yeah now it'll be against him maybe he goes and joins forces with noho hank and cristobal oh there you Bolivia go <laughs> <and Fuchs. laughs> uh i wonder if they'll they'll be players so oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure they're they can't get rid of hank after. Uh, he's the breakout star he really is um but yeah i'm interested to see you what comes of Fuchs? Uh, and then our final big question. Uh, this is a tough one. Saying goodbye to the romance of the century. What in the world is Gene Cousineau going to do without Detective Moss? He's going to be broken. Oh my goodness. He really is. Let's just He's go a very emotional a man. quick timeline of their, of their courtship. <laughs> in episode two, um, that's the first time that Moss goes to um, the acting class. Real quick, before this happens, this is a really insignificant moment in the show that doesn't have a lot to do with what we're talking about, but it just reminded me of this. Well, let's hear it. At the end of the first episode, when Barry finds Ryan Madison dead and then sees the Cheshans across the street have killed him, and Barry goes and shoots the Cheshans, NoHo Hank has brought a lipstick (laughs) cam, (laughs) and he's put it in the car, because NoHo Hank, as he puts it, is a gearhead. It's a gearhead, man. He loves the gack. (laughs) NoHo Hank loves his lipstick cams. So he puts it in there. They record. They like have the recording of Barry, which comes to play in at the end, where Moss is like, "If you knew this man, you'd recognize him." That's how she figures out it was Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get the lipstick cam. The cops do, and they're trying to crack into it, but it is entirely in Russian. So they they don't know what they're doing. They try to hack into it, and it's a four digit code to get in. And Moss goes up, <laughs> and she's like, "Well, here's what you do. You go zero 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 one." Doesn't work. Zero, 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 two. Doesn't work. Zero, 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 three. Doesn't work. They get locked out, right? Yep. Assume they don't get locked out. And she goes through all of those numbers. She skipped zero, 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 zero. 
Oh, you're right. What if that was the code? Oh my god, I didn't think about she that. She just skipped zero, 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 zero. She goes zero. through every what number. What if she went through literally that? every number and they didn't get locked out and it was zero, zero, that zero, zero the whole time? truly devastating. That's not important at all, but I watched that and I was like, oh my god, that was a big <laughs> mistake. And she's a detective. She's this, solving crimes. This goes to show what's wrong with she's, America. Yeah. <laughs> Winston Bishop, he wouldn't make that mistake. No, he would not. He'd be on top of that. I just thought that was a moment worth mentioning on this podcast. Uh, because we bring the tough analysis. That's right. As much as I like Detective Moss as a character, I'm not going to let mistakes like that slide. We talk about the hard stuff, all right? <laughs> we dig in. Yeah. And that's something that uh, was a big flaw in the first season of really Barry. Happened in episode hole. two. Uh, ruined really the rest, ruined of, the the rest of the season. Yeah. yeah, I only liked episode one because of that. I liked up to episode two up to that point, but it's very early on in the episode. It's maybe ten minutes into the episode because the first scene is when Gene tells the acting class that Ryan has been killed, and he's like, "Yeah, this is not the first time a student of mine has been gunned down in the streets." And as much as I hate to say it, it's probably not the last. <laughs> <laughs> and then we then we go see that. But uh, yeah, uh, big mistake. Yeah, huge. I, I would agree. Zero 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 zero. Can't forget it. Anyway, romance of the century. <laughs> she goes into the acting class. And Jean makes a really creepy pass at her. <laughs> yeah. It's just super weird. She's like, what the fuck are you supposed to be? And he, like, winks at her and tells her to call him. Um, things are not going great. In the next episode, uh, Jean, or maybe it's, it, in one of the next episode, Jean um, calls Janice. It's episode four. And he's like, I have a bombshell to drop to you about the Ryan Madison thing. And she's like, all right, let's meet for coffee. And he's like, I was thinking a little bit later, maybe <laughs> eight 30. I'll make a reservation at Stella Luna. It'll be under Neil Patrick Harris. I find that I get a better <laughs> table that way. <laughs> yeah. And they go to dinner and she tries to leave, but he's like, if that chicken isn't the best thing you've ever had in your mouth, then you can kick me right in the balls. <laughs> and she stays and they have a fun time. But she tries to break it off because she's like, it's inappropriate. We can't be together when I'm investigating your class. Makes sense. Professional. Um, but Gene is not a man to be turned down easily. No, he continues his pursuit. <laughs> um, he The next day, she shows up at his, his uh, house. He lives in a really nice house. Shows up at his house and starts making out with him. They sleep together. He makes her breakfast the next morning. But afterwards, she breaks it off again, saying that it's inappropriate um, because of the acting class ongoing with that. But after the case is closed, after she figures it out, while she's at the press conference uh, for them announcing, like, how it was Ryan and Taylor were the masterminds and they figured it out, he calls her because he's at, like, an apartment store and he's watching it on the <laughs> TV. And he's like, "It says they say you're supposed to add 10 pounds when you're on camera, but not for where I'm looking. <laughs> And then it's like, I think you owe me a kick in the balls. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and they get back together. That's right. Um, Starstruck lovers. In the future, in the time jump, they are very much in love. They're at the lake house. Jean, like, makes her dinner, sings a song for her. He lip syncs to uh, Jamaican Getaway, something like that, I think it's called. Yes. Jamaican Farewell. Jamaica Farewell. He lip syncs to her before the barbecue. Yeah, that was a nice That was scene. a funny scene. I enjoyed that. He's like wearing an apron that says kiss the cook. <laughs> He's dancing around. Um, and then all of it uh, crumbles away with Barry killing her. He even tries to like use that as a way to stop yeah, Moss. He's, he's like, like you guys are things so are going happy. really well with you and Jean. I'd hate mm -hmm. to see that get messed up. And she's like, I can't think about that right now. Um, oh man, what is Jean going to do? He's young. He's only forty-seven. Only yeah. There's that's a lot true. of time he's left. He's got for a him. good uh, thirteen years left. He's at an least. accomplished actor. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a book. He does he's have that. He's written a book. Where Where does he go from here? Um, does probably, he find love with somebody else? I mean, I'd like. He's a stone cold fuck. So let's be real yeah. here. All right. Oh, Henry Winkler's a player. <laughs> <laughs> he's He's got side hose all over the place. He'll just pick one of them up. No, I think he's going to be really really broken up and I think he's going to be mad. I think he's going to be like an active player in the investigation because mm -hmm. he's going to like, oh, it's he's going to want to, exactly. He's going to want to work really hard to find whoever killed her. And so I think that's going to kind of be his role. I know this doesn't make sense at all. And that's it's a good entirely way to start <laughs> analysis. <laughs> I would love to see him and Hank 
form up a, a good kinship. Oh, that would be really <laughs> nice. Be so I would like that a lot. I don't see a way that that happens. No. That those two it would be a perfect meet. combo, though. But I'd love for him to replace like the hole that Janice left in his heart <laughs> with like a really good friendship with Noho Hank. That would be perfect. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, while we're talking about uh, Gene Cousineau, he was a scene stealer. I thought anytime that he was on stage, his character did a fantastic job. Just like even small things, like whenever he walks into class for the first time, they all applaud <laughs> yeah, him. Everyone. And he like walks up with like a, a little grin on his face and then is like, okay, you guys can stop. <laughs> Just like little things like that. Um, and he's got his book and in the start of the second episode, we hear a voiceover of him. Um, or no, in the third episode, we hear a voiceover of like an excerpt from his book because Barry's reading it. And the excerpt is, we all act in our everyday lives. The basketball player acts angry to get the crowd on their feet. The woman acts as if she's had a climax with an incompetent lover. (laughs) I remember once I had a conversation with Patrick Swayze, a true friend until we had a falling out and he had it written in his will that I was barred from his funeral. (laughs) That's the kind of character that he is. I just thought he was so all over the place in a very good way. Yeah. Um, one scene I want to talk about briefly with him that I thought was really interesting was we see him in his profession one time. We see him go to one audition and he walks in and the person doing the audition knows him by name. She's like, welcome back, Gene. Good to see you again. And he's like, oh, yeah. this is what I do. Uh, I'm going to give you two options. Gene Cousineau self-represented. And he's reading for the part of man in the back of the line. (laughs) And he's like, Hey, we're waiting here. And then, uh, Hey, we're waiting here. (laughs) Do you need to see anything else? No. Okay. And that's the only time we see him like actually try to act, which man, that's crazy. That's such like a, just like, it seems like just such a silly throwaway scene, but I thought that did so much good characterization work for him. I, I don't know. He's just like such a sad man. He's just like a very sad, sympathetic character who, I, I don't know. I just thought that was a really cool scene. I thought it was really powerful. I didn't really think much really? of it. Honestly, I hadn't really considered it. I don't, on He's like level, got a book published. Yeah. And in one of the first episodes, Janice just Google it searches such a tiny him role. and he's got like pictures on his character has pictures on Google images of him yeah. with like famous actors. Yeah. So presumably he's had like some sort of success in acting. And, like, this is what he's doing now? It's just this class now, yeah. He's teaching this class of people who are not good at acting. No. Really, only Sally has any semblance of a chance to be a professional actor. Um, And, like, that's the only thing that he can be able to read for is man and back of line with (laughs) one line. And I'm guessing he didn't get it because we don't hear about it again. Um, Not that it'd be important enough to show, but I just thought that was interesting. I thought that was a good scene. Also, just another thing. Gene has a book about acting out called Hit Your Mark, uh, Know Your Line, something like that. And the picture the picture doesn't have anything to do with acting. It's just like a close-up of his face, like tapping his temple as if he's like <laughs> thinking really, really smart, which I thought was silly. There's a kid in my program. I study comedy at Emerson. And there's a kid in my program named Vinny who went to a Scientology high school. That's a thing? Yeah. He went to a Scientology high school and he's transferring out of Emerson this year to go to an unaccredited Scientology business school. Oh my God. But that's not the best part. <laughs> Vinny is probably younger than me. He's like, we're around the same age. We're in the same grade. I don't know if I'm younger or older than him. Um, Vinny published a book this year too about how to be successful in stand up. And he's 19 and. That's the way to do has it. He's not been successful. Maybe I'll, he hasn't done it. No, I'll publish done a anything. book about it. How about that? <laughs> I, that just reminded <laughs> me of that. I thought that was super silly. Um, but yeah, that's all for our tough, tough, big questions. There, there um, were some big ones in there. Yeah, some yeah. really big ones. I'm interested to see where this next season takes us. If I be... personally, I could obviously it's not. It's been renewed for a second season. I would have been happy if this was the end of the show. If it was just a mini series. Yeah, it it would have been a good ending. A tough ending, but like. I feel like it was really, very final. That was a for as like sad and tough as it was. That was really good yeah, television. I agree. Those last two episodes, especially. Um, so I would have been fine if it ended there. But uh, now we're on to our next segment. One of my favorites. Of Ryan our four. Yeah, of our they're all segments. one of my favorites. Ryan, uh, you have a bit of a history. 
of sure. harming people for oh. no reason other than your sadistic pleasure. Yeah, that's right. You, I've seen you kick cats, prey upon the elderly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, do that a all lot. the time. Oh, I've yeah. seen you do all sorts of weird things. Ryan will go to elementary schools um, and just throw water balloons at the children playing. They're filled with pee yeah. usually. Or acid sometimes. And then when he throws them at the slide and the, you know, the slide's covered in urine, he yeah. goes down it like it's a water slide. With That's his right. Own. He's, Ryan it's does some fun. weird stuff. Um, so today, for this segment of Let's Take a Quiz, we're going to find out if Ryan is a psychopath. Let's take a quiz. If you think he's some kind of brainiac, a know-it-all, some kind of a whiz, got more answers than an almanac. Let's take a quiz. Let's do it. What do you what What do you think? Do I think I'm a psychopath? Mm-hmm. Well, based on uh, the facts which we just gave, <laughs> I would say no. Okay, clearly very sane. All right, very uh, good. Down take, to earth. Interesting take. All right, uh, all of these questions have four options: strongly agree, agree, disagree, and strongly disagree. There is no middle. I really there is hate no neutral. That there's no neutral. Um, I usually just answer neutral on these, like, questions. and I feel like, I feel like it's not fair to our listeners if you only say agree or disagree for all of you. Um, I feel no, like you, I'll go strongly. You should have to say strongly. I'll do it. One, two, three, we'll four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's 11 questions. I think you'd have to say strongly at least three times. Well, don't give me an ultimatum here. I think I you've got to do it. If, at least I, three. if I feel strongly, I'll say strongly. I'm ready. Let's take a quiz. All right. I rarely plan ahead. I'm a spur of the moment kind of person. Agree. Agree. Okay. Cheating on your partner is okay so long as you don't get caught. Strongly disagree. Ryan doesn't even have a partner. It's, it's true. <laughs> Unless actually. he can his Xbox. Also named Barry. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I watched Barry on Barry. On Barry. Times. Barry on Barry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, if something better comes along, it's okay to cancel a long-standing appointment. Disagree. S- strongly disagree. Strongly? Yes. Seeing an animal injured or in pain doesn't bother me in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> strongly agree. No, that's definitely... A, I would say disagree, yeah. not strongly. There's some if there's like some roadkill or something, I'm not like, you're not like oh, super no. bothered but by it. Yeah. I'm but like, if you like you, walked past like... A dog in pain or something. Okay, like, if it's oh. a dog, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah, if it's I, I anything like else, I don't care that much. There's certain instances where, yeah, I, yeah. I understand. Driving fast cars, riding roller coasters, and skydiving appeal to me. Strongly agree. Ah, no. It doesn't <laughs> matter to me if I have to step on other people to get what I want. Disagree. I'm very persuasive. <laughs> I have a talent for getting other people to do what I want. Well, Dakota, what do you think? Say strong. Strongly agree is uh, what I would say your answer yes, is. Yes, I would say that also. Okay. <laughs> I'd be good in a dangerous job because I can make up my mind quickly. Think fast. I disagree. <laughs> agree. 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 <laughs> I find it easy to keep it together when others are cracking under the pressure. Ooh, uh, an appropriate uh, question uh, for this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not a lot of others. If you're cracking Sometimes, under the pressure, yeah. then <laughs> if I that's crack, half of our people. Uh, it's like 80% of our people. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'd say agree. Okay. If you're able to con someone, that's their problem. They deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a silly question. I like that one, but disagree. Um, most of the time when things go wrong, it's somebody else's fault, not mine. <laughs> Strongly disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now that you've taken it, that's the end of the quiz. Yeah. What do you think you are? Based on my answers, I'm, I'm going to say a non-psychopath. Ryan, you are a below-average psychopath. Does that mean I'm less psychopathic than normal, or I'm... I think it means you're less psychopathic than the average psychopath. See, that's what I thought it might mean. <laughs> Is average just non-psychopathic? Here, I'll read, or... I'll read what it says. You're warm and empathetic with a powerful social conscience but not entirely lacking in pragmatism and self-interest. You generally don't, don't jump into things and take risks. 
you don't like seeing others hurt. I literally can... answered the first thing was like, like, do you jump into things without <laughs> really like, thinking? Yes, and I like said, agree. <laughs> um, you get on well with people and generally avoid conflict unless it's really necessary. So I think it probably means that you're, you're below average. You're like not a psychopath. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That means Boy, a lot. <laughs> that is if a If you ask the guy really... strapped up in my basement, he might tell you otherwise. This but... is my torture chamber. <laughs> <laughs> I tended to torture when I was in a dark place. <laughs> so more of what we do in the shadows. That's a good one. Um, we have, we've got a, a few minutes left to talk about our winners and losers. I think we both have the same big winner. Yeah, we definitely do. And it's it's Three. it's your boy. No ho Hank. It's Hank. No it's gotta be Hank. Hank. What? He's the guy. clear winner. I have some you talk about him for for a little bit. I, I've got some notes I want to go through and I'll All find right. some of my my All favorite right. moments for him. Uh Hank, just his whole demeanor is what gets me, because he's like in the mob, but it's so silly, and he just—he's just like strutting around, and he's always so happy. He's and very so positive. Nice. He's very positive. It's true. And Something so I really liked about him is when the Bolivian guy first talked about the self-help book. Um, he was like, "It's a, it's like a book about agreements, yeah, like the four agreements or something." And Goran's like, "What's the agreement?" And Hank is like, "Is he talking about the four yeah, agreements?" He That's immediately a great book. Knew. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. He's clearly the winner, if you ask me. He just. He uh, he brought the majority of the comedy to the show, really. Mm. And his love for Barry is just so silly. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, when Barry dies, Hank is legitimately torn up about it. Yeah, he's, like, on the phone with Fuchs. Like, they're talking about it. And <laughs> they're, Fuchs, like, exchanging Fuchs has known him for, like, years. And meanwhile, <laughs> Hank's just met him like and tried to kill him once. And, like, <laughs> and he's sitting in the car, like... Just all broken up. It was fantastic. Yeah, the last two episodes I feel like are where where Hank really begins to shine. Um, like when he's talking to to Fuchs, he calls him, and he's like, "Barry is dead." And Fuchs is like, "What?" And he's like, "I know, hasn't really hit me yet. <laughs> Super broken up about it. Just a big <laughs> kick in the balls." <laughs> and then they exchange their stories. And then of course when he finds out. That Barry isn't dead. He's like, no way, Jose. <laughs> That's so silly. In his accent, too. And then he keeps talking about Space Jam and the Space Jam songs. Yeah. That he that he wants to, that he, like, keeps comparing Barry Just to. Everything about him. Um, And he tells Goron that, and Goron gets mad and, like, pulls Hank up. And he's like, why are you sticking up for Barry? Who are you loyal to? Um, I'm going to go kill him, and you're going to stay here and do the dishes. And then as soon as Goron leaves... Hank goes and calls Barry and is like, it's so nice to hear your voice. Goron is coming for you. So if I were you, I would fly like Bug Bunny in Space Jam. <laughs> uh, like warns Barry that somebody's going to try to kill him. But Barry like, loves Barry for some reason. And then he's like, Barry's like, thanks for telling me that, Hank. And he's like, no. Thank you, Barry. Thank you for your friendship. You are just super good guy. <laughs> okay, I have to go. <laughs> and then he, then he hangs up and leaves. Um, he's just so polite and he loves to be polite and I would love to go to a party that is hosted by Hank. Oh, it would be great. It would be the best party. Submarine sandwiches, Hawaiian punch. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Hank for me was the scene stealer and he's got to have a big role next season. I I certainly hope so. And I actually, I liked the, uh, the Bolivian guy a lot too. Oh, Cristobal? Cristobal. Yeah. Yeah. He was really really nice. I feel like those two together are going to be just a... He he's very Great he's combo. like Hank too because Goran's like I was under the impression that you were crazy and I had to kill you and he's like now whoever told you that is that's just not true <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nice guy <laughs> yeah and he was he was a nice guy <laughs> yeah he was super nice guy um, so I think those two together will have a really just a really fun time all right who's um, a who's a big loser big for loser you? for the season oof I know mine who. You go. Sally. Sally's a big loser Sally for me. Sally was so mean. She's terrible. And she's, she's like very superficial. Person. I think a defining moment for Sally is in the first few episodes when her and Barry have just met. Mm-hmm. Barry walks her to her door one night and Sally says, I know we shouldn't sleep together. I, I mean, I know it seems like a, a good idea, but we probably shouldn't sleep together. And Barry's like, what? And she's like, I know it seems like something we should do, but we, we shouldn't do it. And he's like, oh, I don't. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. And she's like, oh, do you want to 
come inside and talk about why we shouldn't then. Like, very clearly trying to make it happen yeah. anyway. Because that's just, like, the weird kind of person she is. She, like, plays games with Barry. And then Barry's like, no, I just wanted to walk you to your car. Or to your door. Have a have a good night. And then walks away. And then the next day, she has an audition that goes badly. Yeah. Um, she makes Barry drive her there and then wait for her to, and, like, get and out. Mean, and he's in the middle of a hit at this point. Yeah. Like, he had somewhere to be. Um. So he leaves eventually. And then when he's about to do his hit, she calls him. And just doesn't even say hi. Just launches in and starts complaining to Barry about acting. And she's just ranting. Yeah. And then she's like, can you please come over? I don't want to be alone. And Barry's like, like that tugs at Barry's heart because he doesn't want her to be alone. So he goes there. And then again, instead of like saying, thank you for coming. How are you doing? She asks him. She doesn't even ask him. Do you think I'll be like, do you think I'm a good person? Something like that. Do you think I'm a good actor? She says, do you think I'll be a star? Yep. Because that's all she cares about. That is, that's she, she literally is. She doesn't care star. about Barry She doesn't at care all. about Barry. She doesn't care about She, anything. for like the middle part of the season, like totally blows him off and ignores yeah. him. That's, um, that's when I like, like I didn't really like her at first just cause I could tell like she, she was very self-centered. And then after like they're falling out with the laptop and everything, then she just like went full on bitch yeah, she's like, super mean entirely. to him. Entirely. But then, Barry, um, in the final showcase, after she's been mean to him for so long, Barry nails his line because he's, like, sobbing about actually killing Chris. So yeah. he comes out on stage and he's like, the queen is dead, my lord. Like, looks like shit, bawling his eyes out because it's real. Um, and then she's nice to him again because it impressed an eight. She used that to, like... Improve yeah. her acting in an impressed agent. She got picked up by like some mid-level agent. Yep, and, and then she, she like felt Barry. good about herself. She yeah. felt fine. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. She's just no good at all. She's my biggest loser. Yeah, for sure. I, I would say, and this, this is hard to say. I would say my biggest loser is Barry. That's fair. He just he's got to be yeah. a loser too. It's just uh it's tragic. This is a tragedy. It's just such a sad story for this guy who yeah. is trying so hard to make something different for himself to like have just a happy life. And he has all these toxic people in his life. Too. Yeah. Like Sally's one of them. Sally's toxic. And she's like, Fuchs is toxic. Yep. As much as I like love Gene as a character, Gene is like taking advantage very clearly yeah. of the acting class. Like he clarifies with Barry at the baby. He's like, you'll yeah, pay cash. He only cared front. about the money. And then we see his house and his um, lake yeah. house and everything. Like, and all the people in the acting class are just like, they don't really care about him. Yeah. They're all just kind of, kind of filler characters, yeah. you know, just um, like, but he just wants to be, he wants to have a purpose and he wants acting to be his purpose and he doesn't want to kill anymore. But the only way he feels like he can get out of killing is to kill more. Yeah. And, and just like with acting, he's such a bad actor. And he the gets only better time, at the end. Well, the only reason he gets better is because he killed Chris Yeah. and that like broke him inside Yeah. and it was so real for him, which is like this iron, this irony and tragedy of Barry as a character is that he can only act when it's not acting. It's like, that wasn't acting for him. And that was the only time anybody thought he was a good actor. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean like at at the end too, when they're in the hammock and he's going through his lines, he's doing better than he was at least. But I I know what you mean. Like it took something, something real for him to act, which I guess Mm -hmm. isn't really acting at that point. It's just living. Well, yeah, he definitely wasn't, like, trying to act. No, he, he was, was not like, acting in that moment at all. So devastated at what he had done, like, having Flash, like, thinking about the wife and child of Chris. Um, yeah, that, Barry, for me, did some really stupid stuff, but I sympathize with the man. Yeah. I wish it could have been better impossible for not to. Yeah, I really wish that it could have been better. Because, I mean, I like him, but he's still one of my losers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah, we talked about Barry. We did. Not as lighthearted as our last, as our Infinity War podcast, well, but it's hard to be with a show like this. Yeah, it's. I, I won't say that Infinity War was lighthearted because no, it wasn't. But I mean, but it's, it's easier to be lighthearted yeah. about like superheroes rather really than is. a story that could be very real, like yeah, this one. like talking a person who comes back from after and stuff. yeah, yeah like, handles PTSD. That's, like, that's very real, very tense, very realistic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a tough show, but really outstanding work from Bill Hader. Yeah, very in his, well done. In his first, or not his first, because he did Documentary Now too, which is another fantastic series, but is much sillier. Um, 
but in a show that he's created, written, starred in, directed, just outstanding work from him. Yeah, it was good stuff. A great ensemble cast. Um, funny at times, heart wrenching at other times. Really well written. I was trying to like write a, a summary of the plot in preparation for this, but there's just so many like little things yeah, there that were come back in like parts. really like natural ways, uh-huh. in ways that it's not like forced. You know, like sometimes things will like writers will be like. Uh, this has to happen here so I can make it come back here and it just doesn't feel organic. No, because when they do that, it, like, locks the story yeah. in a certain path. But but in this, there's, like, things that I didn't even know. Like, I've watched the show through twice now. There's things I didn't mm-hmm. even notice the first time that, like, played into it in huge ways. Like, um, Barry and Taylor raid the stash house, the Bolivian stash house. Taylor finds a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and takes it against Barry. Barry's like, we can't take that money. Taylor takes it anyway. The next day they're at Taylor's apartment and Taylor has like split it up into bags and he's like, I have half of it. You take the other half and he's like, I'm not taking that money because if it, he spends it, it'll get tracked in. He'll yeah. Get Cause there's dirty money. Um, so Barry goes to the bathroom and while he's in there, Taylor takes Barry's backpack, takes out something, puts the money in and then sets the backpack back down. He didn't put the thing that he took in back out. The thing that he took out yeah. was the book, Jane Cousineau's book on acting that Ryan Madison gave to Barry so in the very first episode. Right so it has Ryan Madison's ep- name in it. And that's how they connect Ryan and Taylor is that they find this book that was actually Barry's with Ryan Madison's name in it in Taylor's apartment. And it was just like so nonchalant, like so. Yeah. Cause I mean, when, when that happened, you weren't thinking about the oh, book yeah, you weren't thinking, you were thinking about, about, the, about the money. I didn't even realize that like he took the book out no, and I had it back either. in until the second time I watched the show. Just like really brilliant writing, really smart, how everything played together. Um, and then really smart too, how it just like, like the final minutes when things start to unravel, when, uh, Moss first arrives and sees that Barry's stage name is Barry block and yeah. not actually Barry Berkman because she had been searching Facebook for Barry Berkman and been unable to find him. Um, but then she's like, Oh, it's Barry block. And then Jean like telling her about the monologue and just all these pieces, like finally coming Falling together for her and really mm-hmm. just a really w- really well thought out way great show yeah great excellent show. show thank you for listening um i hope you enjoyed our podcast go That's leave a review fun. on itunes so we can read it next time <laughs> that was fun yep uh enjoy your hawaiian punch your sandwiches it's good to know that ryan's not a psychopath yeah thank god that that's a, a really off my shoulders me too because i kept waking up with just blood all over you know and i was like what's going, what's going on? on but now i know so yeah but that's the end uh we hope you enjoyed our episode on barry next week i don't know what we're gonna be talking about well, we'll be talking about solo sometimes yeah I don't, I don't know if i'll have seen it by next weekend uh possibly within the next few weeks for sure yeah we'll, we'll solo will be one that. of our next episodes i'm sure we'll talk about the final season of brooklyn 99 mm-hmm. here pretty soon we're both big fans of that show. yeah the finale was last night ryan hasn't seen it yet but it was toint <laughs> those nups were toint <laughs> really good show yeah. right. we'll be talking about that season uh, pretty soon so stay tuned and I thanks for listening. I love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Oh, wait. We got a Sarah thing. Oh, yeah. There's a, what, and now our watch is ended? Yeah. And now our watch is ended. Now our watch is ended. For many a day, my heart is down. My head is turning around. I had to leave a little girl in Kingston Town. <laughs>